The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. Well, now we're joined by Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family, horticulturalist, keen gardener, and expert to take your questions. Porik, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, you want to talk about careers in horticulture. There may be many people didn't quite get what they want. And looking out on a day like today, it's a bit overcast, but fine here. The idea of spending the day in the garden, very attractive, even if it's someone else's garden. Absolutely. And it's very much on trend at the moment, Pat. And when you think about it with climate change and the huge interest in people getting back into gardening and reconnecting with nature, twinned with the report Darrell O'Brien spoke to this morning about the government's plan to build houses, 33,000 houses for the next 10 years. And we can see the explosion in new homes uh, right around the country. Things like garden design, garden construction, garden maintenance, the growing of plants and garden centres themselves. It's such an exciting career path and a career that's going to trend certainly for the next number of years. And horticulture isn't just about the growing of plants. It covers a whole wide aspect of things like green greenkeepers and golf courses, organic gardening, the growing of our fruit and vegetables, the nursery plant production, which we have a huge industry here in Ireland, Pat, particularly in Kildare and Dublin, um, a huge amount of people employed in the production of plants and things like garden design and so on. It's a very broad career, but an exciting career and something that gets people reconnected with nature. And there are oh. over 30 courses available, Pat, right around the country from PLC course, courses that you'll find in places like Westport here in County Mayo. They have a fantastic level six qualification in, in horticulture, right up to institutes like the Botanic Gardens, the Waterford Institute of Technology. They do it do it degree course in association with the Botanic Gardens. So there's a huge range of different types of courses available. Even if you only want to try a part-time course, there are lots of those available in horticulture right around the country. And this is the time of year to start looking at them. Okay, you can check out chagas.ie, botanicgardens.ie, qualifax.ie as well. Anyway, uh, we've lots of questions, uh, Porik, coming in. I know you want us to harvest any apples that might be ripening because the wasps would get at them. Sure. Um, How do you know when they're ready? Well, the, the, the key tip, generally speaking, at this time of year, if you clasp the apple with your hand and give it a, a good twist, it'll come away from the apple tree once ripe. But with this a huge amount of wasp around this autumn path, so my advice really is to pick your apples as soon as they're ready, or even if they're just even a little bit premature, take them off the trees now once they're they're full size and start to store them because wasps okay. are certainly attacking them. Or cover them with some really fine netting, and that'll help to keep the wasps out as well. Now, two questions about clover uh, from Fred in Sligo and one from Marie in County Clare. Can you ask Porik how I can get rid of lawn weeds, especially clover? Should I feed the lawn now? And uh, Marie is saying that the grass growth is stunted by the presence of clover. 
Yeah, well, clover is a sign that your soil is l- l- lacking in nitrogen in particular, Pat. So clover is a nitrogen fixator. It takes nitrogen from the atmosphere and brings it back into the soil. And you'll often hear that farmers will use clover when they're putting in new grassland because it helps to actually feed the grass. But clover in the lawn is a sign that it's hungry. So you need to feed your lawn at this time of year. And as we're coming into September, and particularly with this little drop of rain, it will be an ideal time to put on an autumn feed which helps to green up the lawn. It doesn't encourage excessive growth, but it gives it a nice green colour and it helps to counteract the situation where clover is present and that lack of nitrogen. So regular feeding is really the cure to controlling clover in the lawn. My daughter's communion is coming up. I want to plant up some pots with colour. What would you suggest? Oh, it's a great time of year. There's such a wealth of colour of plants, autumn flowering plants available at the moment. So things like winter flowering heathers, which have just come into flower now, but they'll flower right through Christmas. Cyclamen are beautiful at the moment. They come in a whole range of different colours. Winter pansies, winter violas, the little primulas are available at the moment. Trailing ivies, there's such a beautiful range. There's some lovely capsicums available at the moment, Pat. They're in the pepper family and they've got beautiful autumnal fruits on them at the moment in colours of red and orange and yellows. So those mixed with some of the flowering plants will give you beautiful colour that will last right through through Christmas and into spring of next year. Yeah, a, a similar question. I love the colour purple. Am I too late in finding a nice plant to put in my garden? Not at all. And purple can be a difficult colour to get into your garden. But in my garden at the moment, I've got beautiful verbenas in flower. They're absolutely stunning. They're a rich purple colour verbenas the perennial perennial form comes back every year and have a lovely variety called santos purple which is a dwarf variety of verbena it's beautiful and it'll flower for at least another month or six weeks you've also got a lovely plant pat for autumn color a plant called calicarpa profusion and it's got purple berries so even on the naked stems through the winter period calicarpa holds those beautiful purple berries for quite a long period you've also got purple flowering heathers monkshood is a lovely purple flowering plant if you want something with purple foliage two plants again that i grow is one called cotinus royal purple which is purple foliage and a plant that's evergreen is one called pittosporum tom tom it only grows about 18 inches in height purple dark purple chocolatey foliage right through the winter period lovely plant I deadheaded my hydrangeas a few weeks ago, but they haven't blossomed again. What can I do? They lasted well into September last year. That's from Murray. Yeah. Well, Murray, it's unusual. My hydrangeas and, and hydrangeas right around the country are still in full flower. Now, hydrangea, the name kind of tells you hydro meaning water. Hydrangeas, when they're in full flower, need copious amounts of water. You need to keep them well fed as well. Um, old flower heads can be pruned off, but they're not going to reflower again this season. So really, if you've taken off all the flowers, Mairead, my advice is just to leave them alone now till next summer and they'll come back into flower again. But for people with hydrangeas in their gardens, continue to water, continue to feed, and they should stay in flower for another six weeks. I need advice on getting rid of stubborn moss on my driveway. It just keeps reappearing week after week. That's from Amy. I presume she's treating it week after week. Oh, well, well, it's, it's uh, yeah. So look at the, the trick with controlling moss and algae at this time of year. They tend to start to spread as the weather gets a little bit colder. You can use something like pack, which is very effective. It's a liquid. You simply mix it in water, apply it on a dry day, and it will kill off any algae or mosses within about seven days. And that should see them off till springtime. So one application, Amy, should be 
um, sufficient if you apply pack now. And that can be used in all surface areas like tar macadam and paving and walls and slates and tiles and so on. I want to plant a tree in my front garden in memory of my late father. I'd love an evergreen. Can Porig recommend, please, what I should purchase? That's from Cormac. Now, height is an issue, I'm sure, because you don't want to create shade. It depends on the direction of the sun and so on. So something that would be Absolutely. nice. I've no, I've no idea what height he wants. Well, that's it. And, and some trees, so if you have, if you want, if it's a relatively small garden path, something like the strawberry tree or Butus unido tends to be slow growing. You can keep it trimmed back to a particular height you want. And there's some beautiful examples of them in the National Botanic Gardens, um, which are absolutely stunning. That's the lovely evergreen plant. It's actually a native Irish tree, Arbutus unido, or the strawberry tree. And it produces lovely red edible strawberries in autumn with the flowers. So the flowers and the fruit are on the plant at the same time. Something that you can control as well would be bay laurel, the, the bay that we use for herbs. That makes a lovely evergreen plant, quite a dense plant. Holly would be quite good as well. Again, holly is slow growing, can be controlled. And most of these trees are available at different heights. So you can pop into your local garden centre and buy them at four foot or five foot or six foot or whatever. If you've got more space, maybe something like Cotoneaster canubia, which is an evergreen Cotoneaster with, very, with uh, beautiful dark green leaves, white flowers and red berries and a really easy tree to grow and grows to about a medium size. So it'd be ideal for a bit of privacy. And remember, Pat, the September and October are possibly the two best months for planting trees. What plants attract butterflies? They seem not to like our garden. Well, there's, there's such a, a, a wide range. I mean, straight away, I'm thinking of the butterfly bush, the buddleia, such an easy plant to grow. And the butterflies absolutely love them. So that would be one I would certainly plant. And it comes in a whole range of different colours and flowers for most of the summer, particularly when the butterflies are around. So they're the buddleias or the butterfly bush. Um, another plant, a plant I mentioned already, the verbenas are terrific. And um, the Santos purple in particular is really good for butterflies. So any of the nectar rich um, flowering plants, lilacs are quite good in spring and spring and early summer as well. But particularly the butterfly bush, that's probably the easiest one to grow. Uh, lifted the tulip bulbs after the foliage had died off this year, stored in the glass houses. I heard they love being roasted, but something <laughs> is eating them. Is it worth replanting or will they rot because of the damage? Most of them are damaged on at least one side quite noticeably. Well, check check to see are, if the bulbs are still heavy and solid. If, they've, if they're you know st- still kind of weighty, they'll be perfectly fine. A little bit of damage is no harm. If they're light and papery and they've actually lost the kind of substance within the bulb, then they're not worth planting. So depending on the weight and the actual um, health of the bulb will determine, uh, you know, if if they're viable and if they're going to come back. With Mm -hmm. tulips, Pat, you're better to leave the planting to late October, early November. So we don't plant them at this time of year. We leave them as late as possible. So normally about the first week of November for tulips. If you're planting daffodils and snowdrops, they're available in garden centres at the moment. They can be planted certainly now. Okay. Two apple questions. I picked my apples at the weekend because of the wasps. Now, when should I prune the trees? Uh, That's one question. And another, I have a crab apple tree, which last year had lots of good size apples. This year, hardly any. It's exactly the same as a wild one on our road. Why might that be? Well, you you can often get biennial bearing with with, uh, apples and pear trees and plum trees. So any year where they give us a tremendous amount of fruit, the following year, 
the tree switches into vegetative growth. So it's kind of, a, a, I suppose, a, a way of the tree protecting itself, Pat, from overbearing over a number of years. So my advice is always to thin out the fruit during the summer, not to allow the trees to produce too much fruit because they tend to skip the following year and put a lot of their energy into new growth. In terms of pruning apple trees, we leave all the pruning till November. So leave the trees well enough alone, wait for the leaves to fall in mid-November and you can start pruning them back at that time of year. Porik Horkin, thank you very much for joining us on the programme today. 